stick to that as hard as you can. Mm. You, you, you know, grit your teeth and you bloody get on with it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You're Think lucky you've got a, you've got a good job with capital G and a capital J, you know. Yes. There's a bloke came in and he had a good job. Oh, a good job, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We met Stephen, what, he was very good at drawing, he wanted to sort of do cartoons and stuff. And my uncle said, well, it's not much money in that, is there? Yeah. Who's that? Old, oh, Jack. Oh, yeah. And he thought, if that's yeah. what he wants to do, he'll do it. I mean, mm. Well, I love, I love my uncle Derek, but he said to Carl, his son, he Carl said the same. He said, Dad, I'm, I, I like drawing. And he said, There's no money in that, boy. Forget that. Mm. 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 I mean, my, my, my boss at the, at the hospital, old Tony, he said, You know, we're sitting in there having our coffees in the coffee room, and he says, Someone said, uh, You know what, do you, <laughs> I love this. Yeah, do you regret anything, Tony? Yeah. He said, Oh, I've got no regrets. He said, There's one thing. He said, What was that? He said, I wish I'd gone for the big money. <laughs> and I thought, bloody hell, you're on, you know, to me, he was on a, a lot, fantastic yeah. wage, you yeah. know, being a soda, yeah. senior operating department assistant, you know, he was a yeah, soda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Says it on its tie. Yeah. Got, uh, yeah. Janet was only a typist, I told you, well, this, the solicitor came in and swapped some urgent work, and it was just me and Janet up there. And our um, supervisor was horrible, and I mean horrible. And um, the solicitor came in and told this supervisor what she had done. And um, <laughs> she marched down to Janet, and she, she um, kind of said what, what it was meant to be. Janet didn't understand, and I don't think the supervisor really understood what what was there. So anyhow, she went and back, and um, this woman wasn't very nice to Janet, so Janet thought, well, right, okay. She did what she had to do, and then she thought she'd complain about it, because it wasn't very good, you know. So she went up to this woman, and um, it was like a sort of high up at Caddy Hall, and said, hmm, what happened? So she turned to Janet, and she said, well, Janet, you're only a typist. Now, Janet had 23 years legal experience. Oh. Just be spoke, we've never forgotten it. You don't, do you? Don't and to say that to Janet was absolutely appalling. Mm. Yeah. Well, 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 and this, this woman also, um, we're all sitting there, and Shane, who was very good at music, came down the office and just had a quick word with me about music, right? Well, she used to come in as if she was dressed for a wedding, you know, high heels turquoise suit of the and she marched down and she said I will not have this talking in this room she said what would happen if Mr Whitaker came in Mr Whitaker was a senior solicitor so we all and then and to blow me down I mean sadly Mavis died but Mavis was like her favourite kind of thing you know there's always one who's a favourite yes yes <clears throat> and she'd be talking with this woman I don't tell her talking to this woman all the time, and we sit there, and I said to my friend, Glenn, I said, Glennis, why don't we stop working? I said, look at them. She was all complaining of, you know, we talked about two minutes or Right, minutes. yes, yes. And there she are, she away. Yes. Her husband was in the police, he was a, in a traffic police, I think, and worked at the force headquarters, that was all FHQ, they used to call it. Mm. And there was a, um, another sister there, 
and um, he kind of, I think they were talking about a case or something, and, and, and he said to her, oh, well, that's not right, and things like that, and she said, oh, well, my husband works at Bramble Club. Well, I've told you this before, anyhow. This John's name was, and he sadly died in a car crash. Pete was a lovely solicitor. He's the first solicitor that when I had, because you do audio typing, and I could, sounds like birds, and he'd, he'd done it at home, this recording of his letters, and he could hear all the birds in the background. Yeah. And his wife was married to the Adnams people at, uh, oh, right. at Albert. Yes, Southwell. I don't know what happened. Something happened at work. And he suddenly left and wasn't there, and he was a lovely man. The next we heard, he'd been killed in a car crash. And what had happened was, he'd lost, obviously lost his job, mm. and um, hadn't told his wife, and every day he got up as if he was going to work. Yes, yes, and he got two people have, I've heard of it before. Who he, who, who he adored. Yeah. And he was such a lovely man, lovely to work for, and I just couldn't believe it, that was so sad. Mm. Of course it is, yes. And he wasn't that old, he was much older in his early 40s. Yeah. <coughs> he was good, you know, his tapes were lovely and he was a pleasant man. Something had gone wrong and I don't know what. And I was in the stock unit, which was at the back of Chantry Library, you know, it was like these ancient old building at the back. We were all sitting dotted around there. They were all women, except for me. <laughs> and fine this morning, but I'm going to turn the turn. They were all women, except for Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know where they're looking. So. <laughs> you think you do? <laughs> I was in the stock unit, you know. Yeah. And this guy came in with all these forms. He immediately came straight up to me. I'm the only guy in there. He says, well, I bet someone's over there. I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. I said, well, I said, I'm not in charge. Mm. I was a lowly, what was I, a clerical assistant. The then, then, I, then I became a clerical support assistant. Which <laughs> I know, I still. You got that letter. Yeah. You're going the wrong way. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me. You know, you know what they are. There's always somebody above you and always somebody below you, yeah. no matter how yeah. high or how low you are. No, no. And, and the whole purpose is. When we sort of think about Zen business and all the meditation, all this stuff, is simply to sort of be who you are. Yeah. And thank Christ, you know, or whoever you want to thank. Yes, yeah. But you. Very true. Yeah, that's what I couldn't understand. Like the stock unit, they started bringing in this thing where you had to learn the job of everybody in the stock unit. Mm. So if someone was off, in theory, you can step into their place. Mm. I said it's more important for me to learn my job perfectly and to be able to do my job. I can't, you know, when your attention's scattered over the whole bloody department, it's ridiculous. Mm. But they, they had this thing of um, that women are good at, multitasking. multitasking. And guys can't multitask. You know, I mean, that's not, that's not pucker to say that, is it? Oh, men are the same as women. You know, men are no. the same as women. Of course they can do anything. Women are the same as men. Yeah. <laughs> well, women I mean, why do women want to be the same as men? I, I do not know. I know. Because here we are. Women are more manly than some men. 
Yeah. And of course, all this sort of um, business of, um, as much as one, the complications of it, you know, this sort of all the different, um, uh, different sexes and male and female, male, male, and all, blah, 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 blah. you know, I think it's probably leading in the right direction, actually. That everyone is kind of like on the surface, you know what I mean? It's come up to the surface. And that, in the end, it will allow people, um, people themselves, not for anyone else's opinion, no. but for them, for people, to live a life that they, they want to live. They want to live you know, because they're no, no lesser do, a do person. Women, do women secretly want to be men, and men secretly want to be women? I don't no, know. What I was, no, that was, came from my sort of um, thoughts about sort of, and not all course, but um, when you get sort of, again, as I say, it's just my sort of thoughts, um, that when women are talking about being equal to men, there is, in my mind, a thought that they are trying to be the same as men, or as men. Now, you know, men work differently than women. Mm. Women work more from feelings than men. Yeah, more, more from sort of um, beating the other person down. I agree. Yeah, right. But it's not allowed. You're not allowed to say that these days, are you? Oh, just <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think, my, you know, I, when it started, I thought to myself, well, this is good because women they feel more. Mm. They're more sensitive to the other things. They they will change things. I don't think that's but hopefully perhaps in the future it will. Mm. Things go around every 25 years. Is, it, is that what they say, 25 years? Yeah. Yeah. It would be interesting how long a human race has been calling itself hominids, about 5,000 years. All, all well, those of you will know that. Because <laughs> <laughs> we know that. After those 5,000 years, it was just accepted as, as self-evident. Women are going to look after the kids and they're going to be... Drag them by the hair? Yeah. And the guys are going to be fighting, you yeah. know. And, and, and this, I mean, I don't say, you know, it's quite that stark today, stark. cut and dry. Right. Yeah. But it is, it's still, it's human nature doesn't change. You read about, you read any of the, read Plutarch, read um, Livy, you know. And would you say human, human beings? Would, would you say human nature? What do you mean, animal nature? I mean, human nature. Talk about men and women. Human. Yeah. And yet we behave like animals. <laughs> Some. <laughs> Some. Well, we, we behave worse than animals, in my opinion. Well, this is what I'm bringing up. Yeah, I wouldn't. Well. I wouldn't. You know, to me, uh, someone compares me with an animal. I'm quite chuffed. Well, a nice cuddly pussy cat. Oh, I see. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, most animals. Not a porcupine. I mean, he doesn't want to be a porcupine. <laughs> <laughs> no, but again, what I'm thinking of is, is that um, man's development. Um, uh, is looked upon, you know, coming from an animal or an animal species. Um, but that hasn't been species. proven, has not, it? No, well, not animal species. What I mean is, is, as we were saying, more animalistic sort of in behaviour. Um, 
and that to think that man has reached his peak is just foolish. Because, I mean, people say that animals don't have self-awareness. They don't, you know, a man thinks, oh, well, here I am sitting here, uh, whereas an animal sits there and thinks, oh, God, there's a bit of grub and there's another animal, look at You know, it doesn't reflect the way a human does. But, but I think they, they're, they're starting to see now that, like, chimps have got faculties that are very like humans, you know, that they're more aware than, than what they were given credit for. Yeah, you're probably right. But, I mean, in the same same argument that um, men and well, the human species has got more in it than has yet to come out. Man thinks he's at the top of his sort of game. You know, our scientists, they think, well, man has really evolved as far as he's going to go. And you ask them sort of, what's going to happen to man in sort of 20 years or something, and they'll be talking about technology and artificial intelligence. We just don't know. The scientist doesn't know everything. It's a new religion to them. They are God. They don't believe in God. They are sort of, not all of them, some do. Um, but you see, you know, there's objectives. There's sort of the age of enlightenment, where the sort of reason became the sort of, the way of going, isn't it? That sort of, I mean, they can't prove or can't show how um, we evolved from an ape-type creature to human. No, no. There's, there's a big, you know, the, the missing link stint. People, that's why that these guys who, who put forth the ancient aliens theory. You know, they believed that there was some fiddling about from, from another, you know, yes. a higher species came in and said, look, this has been a bit of a mess. A, I don't it. think this is a scientific, no, we're no, talking no. about um, YouTube. Did they say dolphins? Well, they were dolphins Not a scientist. It's not a scientific, it's not no. sort of thing like, you know. Well, it's, it's, it's as scientific as anything else. It's oh. a theory, you know. It's a theory. I mean, the scientists, you know, like, like with... Um, I'm not a scientist. I'm, you know, I don't like scientists. Neither am I. No, but... 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 but I mean, it's like... <laughs> no, but when, when they talk about what is known already, archaeology, and, um, you know, how things have evolved and that, all I've got was a certain pile of bones here, a certain pile of bones there, and they say, well, that turned into that. There's no... Proved that that happened at no, all. No, no, all I've got is very, and, and it's been put together. And these people, there's certain people who follow this teaching and have learned it at school. And they, there's other guys coming along now who are saying that's all a load of cock. Well, of course. That is not. Well, I mean, that's, that's no proof. They were just that's found what science. That's what science is. It disproves itself every year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. You know, he comes out with his theory and thinks, right, yes, we know what's this. And, yeah. we know what that, and then next year, somebody finds something, they go, ah, yeah. now we've got to change it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think, well, it was good for you, but now it isn't, and then it is. <laughs> yes, yes, right, yes, yeah. yeah. Yes. But I mean, it, I mean man, it, science is made for man, not man for science. Mm. <laughs> Did you get that? <laughs> <laughs> What I'm sort of always is that um, is this idea of a greater sort of 
human, a greater person, a greater sort of inner life of a person. Um, there is no sort of visionaries, sort of like of, of talking about sort of the, de the, the development of man in the future. You know, they that doesn't much play. Neither <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, does poetry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know that's in my cost. But yeah. you know, the, the singing postman had a saying. <laughs> we'll all we'll all know something when we die. <laughs> well, and that's yeah, what it comes to. Late, that's what it comes to. Yeah. That, that nobody's going to invest in um, creating a higher. Species no, of a man who's, you know, more caring and all that sort of... That, that doesn't pay, man. No, but I'm not suggesting it should pay. I'm just saying for understanding mm. about the human race. Mm. If we're sort of, you know, what happened in the past? Who cares what happened in the past? And what's happening now? You know, look at the state of things and everything like yeah. that. Too. Yeah, but to understand now, often you look at the past and you can see parallels... As I said earlier, human human nature doesn't change. You look at any well, this is, what, this is ancient, where we started when I world. said human nature mm, mm. or animal nature. How much animal or how much? When I say human, I'm putting that aside from animal. I'm saying that there is something more to a human than an animal. Mm. Now, it's sort of like that man has a path, so to speak, or a purpose or a destiny of some mm. sort. That is yeah. I'm not talking about the civilization of the meerkats. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I'm sorry. <laughs> Got that wrong then. No, I didn't mean them. You know, I'm with you on that. It's, uh, that's man. We're concerned with man at the moment. I do want to be fair to the animal creation. <laughs> you know. Even though those meerkats get yeah. you know, insurances and season yeah. tickets. If my landlady leaves a place to the RSPB, I'm first yeah. clap on the back. <laughs> However. Yeah. Uh, strange, strange. Human life is... Mm. That's like a... That's like a bunch of bananas swaying in the breeze. <laughs> so we still got the Greenwich person? Were you at Greenwich? Oh yes, yes, yes. yes. Still yes. got the Greenwich and Gainsborough person. Oh, have you? Yeah. Troublemakers, aren't they? Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I've got to see so uh, Darren, Robert, who I'll see tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, and there's one on years now, but it's surprising, you know, how many people seem to have um, come out of uh, Gainsborough, oh, very right. productive area. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, it must be the uh, air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a cradle of mankind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gainsborough, oh, very right. productive area. It's <laughs> a cradle of mankind. <laughs> Some boast about the toughness of Greenwich Estate. Yes, it's tough. I've been on Greenwich and smelled the gas reservoirs when the cocks were turned. Those youths are tough, and I uphold the claims of Greenwich. But still I'm staggered by the brawniness of the paper delivering, pipe fitting, grass mowing, wood planing youths out of old Gainsborough Estate.
Watch your Greenwich or anywhere put up against the best of Gainsborough. They shall have to make long journeys and take up every league to secure the finest athletes, Lotharios, charlatans and polymaths to set alongside those who come from Gainsborough Estate. I look over at Felixstowe and see nothing. I look towards Woodbridge and see nothing. But over in Ipswich I make out the shapes of the bike riding, tree climbing, campfire kindling, river swimming youths of Gainsborough Estate. I went to Tokyo to see the wrestlers and to Californian cow palaces to watch young'uns plaster themselves to the backs of Bronx and Beeves. But nowhere did I see such ball-kicking, bat-swinging, chew-gum-chewing, chick-chasing youths as those on Gainsborough Estate. I went to Baffin Island. I went to the Gobi where they played horse rugby with a sheep carcass. Nowhere did I meet the air-fix gluing, puncture-mending, comic-swapping, apple-scrumping youths such are known on Lancia Road. Lancia Road, way over there, deep down in the heart of old Gainsborough Estate. A few words about Keith Dursley. He has been a poet and musician for many years. One of his accolades is being asked to read at Dulwich College and also with a jazz band in Cambridge. His latest poetry book, all the Red Brick Streets is available on Amazon. I did find a scroll there. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. dear. Uh, yes. In fact, I have just found the scroll, haven't they, funny enough, just thinking really? about it. Yeah. Just a few weeks back. Whereabouts? I honestly don't know, to tell you the truth. But anyway, it's, it's um, the, the importance of it is is that it's almost complete, so to speak, okay. you know, instead of finding fragments and that yeah. kind of thing. It's just also just popping in my can't mm. think of any mm. details of it. But, but as always, as we were saying, you know, with science, they go, right, this is when this happens, this is when this and then this, and then this, and then this, and then Look at this, and they go, oh, uh, rub that out, man. <laughs> yeah, well, and they have to, sometimes they'll say, no, we don't accept that, it doesn't fit in. I, what we, I know, yes. <laughs> we've got all the timetables made out for next year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's a, to take on board some of these new discoveries, which I suppose were discoveries, means that these guys have been working at things all their life. I know, they're yes. rendered. <laughs> Irrelevant. Yes. In, and obviously they don't want to see that. They say, no, hang on. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. Hang on, didn't old Taffy Taylor <laughs> say different, you know? Yes, yeah. I mean, the, the way we interpret, it's like the layers of Troy are all these different Troys. It's about 10 of them, 11 or more. Troy, Pe what? People who went to. to, to like Schliemann, Heinrich Schliemann. Oh, yeah. He went Who's to, he? He was the first guy to say, I think the Odyssey 
know, Homer, the Odyssey and the Iliad. Well, we're getting close to knowing it's, it's true. true. <laughs> it's, it's a fact. No, he believed there really was a Troy because people were saying, you know, Troy is all fairy tale. Right. He said, I think Troy really did exist, and I think that's here. And he went digging, yeah. and he found all these different layers of these of different Troy. cities. And was Troy? Oh, Oh, Sicily. That was called, you know, by yes. that time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But it went back to these different layers of Troy, you know. So all those layers, were they of sort of like different generations? Yes, yeah. 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 I mean, the city was there, and, and it would be attacked, destroyed, or whatever, right. and people yes. naturally would build another. I mean, on the top put, of put more, yeah. And, yes. and, you know, some layers are just ash, you know, where it's all burned down. Yes. Like a layer cake. <laughs> I mean, well, it is, yeah. pretty much. Kind the further of, you go down, the further yes, back yes. you go. But, you know, they, what you find is that people interpret a layer. Yes. According, you know, say some guy discovered a new layer down there. Think, yes. This could be the actual Troy that Homer was talking about. Right, yes. Right, and yes. he sees. He sees I said, look, look, this building here, this this was probably a soup kitchen where they, you know, the, the warriors are coming after fighting on a battlement. That Homer days. mentioned, didn't he? He's kind yeah, of blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And Hector and so-and-so. Tried to make this jigsaw. Yeah, <laughs> they'd all come back here and have something, and they'd go back and fight them. They inter- These guys were interpreting that from something they'd seen during the war. Mm. Soup kitchens opening up. But that was something in their life which they then transposed onto that. Whether mm. it was true or not, you don't yeah, know. Right. But that's the way they saw it, yes, you know. Yes. And, and history's a bit like that, I suppose. Yes, you know, you yes. see what you think you see. Or yes. you see what you what you know. You, you look for what you know. Well, you, yes, but again, that is the sort of the problem there. Is sort of fitting it either to what you know or... I'm admitting that you don't really know. Yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. Now, you ever saw that programme? In Search of the Trojan War. Michael Wood, that was brilliant. Yeah. He goes through all the... He he would say, right, okay, Schliemann came here. He found this lair. He found all this... uh, So Schliemann is in what? Heinrich Schliemann. Yeah, he was what? Archaeologist? Yeah. Yes, right. One of the first... One of the fathers of archaeology, shall we say. Yes, yeah. I mean, he was a self-made man. He was so brilliant. He knew, at the age of 14, he knew about 20 languages. And he made a fortune at a very early age and could sit back and say what he wanted to do with his life. And he thought, well, I'm going to find where Troy was. (laughs) You know, he read it in his storybook that his parents gave him for Christmas. Yeah. And he said, oh, Achilles and Hector and all this and Helen of Troy. He said, I'm sure that really existed. And he found this, um, they they found this um, necklace and uh, diadem. And he said, this was was what was worn by Helen. And his wife, he'd married a young Greek girl, who's a bit of a cracker. Yeah. And he had a... He put he put these these jewels on her, and she was obviously the reincarnation. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, of went, course. Went all around the world in the newspapers these pictures, and yeah. they said we found Troy. This is what Helen would have looked like, you know. Yeah. But then someone comes along and debunks that and says, no, it wasn't that one. That's too far, too far back. It was a she one. was a seven, seven, seven eight. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'm uh, yeah. Could you know, there's someone else come. 
he can stand back. This guy can hardly see him. He wants him to come forward. That's why he's shouting out, come to me. You know? And David, I mean, when, 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 the, when the challenge went out, who will fight our champion, Goliath of Gath? All the guys are thinking, oh, Christ, he's about 11 feet tall, this guy. I don't want to fight him, do you? No, no, King Saul. Does King Saul want to fight him? Well, King Saul sits back and thinks. Suddenly, David pipes up, I'll fight him. This little squirt. Shepherd, wouldn't you? Yeah. <clears throat> and King Saul says, you're, you're just a, he's a warrior from his youth, and you're just a, you're just a shepherd from your youth. You can't, you know, go in there and fight. And he says, I'll, I'll, I'll fight him. He said, I went and fought the, I'll tackle the lions and the bears, you know. I'll tackle him. And so I said, well, all right, I'll come and give you some good stuff. And I gave him a spear and sword and shears. Suspenders. <laughs> yeah. He said, well, I, he, David says, no, I, I, I don't want you, I have not proved these. In other words, he hasn't proved them. He hasn't learned how to use them or haven't tried them out or whatever. Yeah. He said, I've got this. He's got his sling. And that's what he uses to, you know, bring you out of Goliath. Yeah. Yeah. And then he takes Goliath's sword and chops his head off with his own sword. Mm. I mean, even, you know, just that phrase, come to me, he was showing his weakness. Mm-hmm. You know, fight fair, come and stand here where I can hit you. Mm. I mean, you always know that the, you know, the gorillas, they never stand still for you can fight a pitch battle. Mm -hmm. T.E. Lawrence and all that sort of thing. I mean, T.E. Lawrence laid down all the rules of engagement that used in the later years by Al-Qaeda and everyone else, all the you know, Palestinians and... You don't fight a pitch battle, you mingle with the popular population and you know, in the in the in the sort of up to about the eighteen hundreds, you know, war was a gentleman's um, business. You know, you're safe you go to a town, you're gonna besiege it, say, oh, after about three o'clock, we'll be shooting a load of cannon over here. <laughs> <laughs> so move all the women and children back, and all the blokes come out. <laughs> Gentlemen? Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's how Cassius Clay won so many fights, isn't it? You know, he didn't play the game. These boxers all have been taught all their lives. He turned it upside down, didn't he? Didn't have his protected you know, his hands down by his knees and sort of, you know. And then just when they would thought that's how way he fights, he'd start fighting normally again. The only rule is there is no rule, you know. Was that boxer stepping back? Frank Bruno. Frank Bruno did a talking disc segment around. Did he? Video? I can't remember what he, why he was there, really. Really nice person. He's talking about his life. Mm. He was on the tour, sort of thing, I think. Mm. Mm. Quite a I think he turned um, towards sort of helping children. He did, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. All right, Harry. 
The first census in Britain was carried out showing a population of 8,862,801. Globe Theatre in London burned down after a cannon was fired during the Shakespeare play and set fire to the straw room in 1613. I just pick out things that I'm really interested in. Ernest Hemingway died of self-inflicted gunshot wounds in You've been listening to Loose Talk Deep Joy, a red wine dialogue with Joan Chavu and Brian Cohen. I, Keith Dursley, have been your host. For more on yours truly, go to Dursville.com. That's D-E-R-Z-V-I-L-L-E.